Previously on Sammy Magic. Christmas time has arrived at Wizard Harvard. Nikki Flannel. This name continued to hang in their heads ever since the bear mentioned it in their meeting a couple of weeks ago. While Sammy sat in front of his packages, there were only two. And at that moment, Sammy looks down to realize that, yes, the bottom half of his body was not visible. It was completely gone. He looked down in the corner of the blanket, and he found a small tag which read, Property of Jeremiah Magic. And the spine cracks as he pieces it apart, and then it bites him on the arm. And Sammy looks down, and he sees his mother and his father standing next to him. I just want him back. We all do, Sammy. We all do. You are the way your family lives on. You are the way they are still here today. And I can't lose you like we lost them. The holidays have come and gone, and our trio have reunited hopefully trying to figure out the secrets of Nikki Flannel. Unfortunately for Harmony and Greg, however, Sammy's mind was focused on a much more immediate threat. Oh no. Oh no, oh no, this is not good. This is not good. What is it, Sammy? Harmony asks, looking up from her 50th straight book she's read in the year, attempting to figure out the secrets of Nikki Flannel. This is not good. I just found out from Dr. Touchdown that Rickman is going to be coaching the game today. Okay, so what's the big deal? You saw what happened when Rickman was just in the stands. When Rickman's there on the field, he is going to destroy me. I I can't I can't do this, guys. I I can't do this. I I'm going to go call Dr. Touchdown and I'm going to quit the team. I'm go I I can't do this. Sammy, look, it's just a game. We're kind of having to unravel this magical mystery about a giant three-headed dog and a mysterious wizard that no one seems to know anything about, and I don't think you really need to be focusing on a football game right now. Yeah, but you don't understand, Harmony. This is... The game. This is the big game. The most important game of the year. This will put Lionheart in the lead in the House Cup. And I think... I think if I go onto that field, we're going to lose. So... I'm gonna quit. And with that, Sammy turns around and begins to rush towards Dr. Touchdown's football office when he bumps into groundskeeper William himself. Sammy stares up in fear, remembering their encounter back in the library during Christmas break, when groundskeeper William looks down at him with a scowl. Did I hear you correctly, boy? What? Did I hear you correctly? Did you say that you were gonna quit the wizard football team? Sammy Magic, the best seeker that Lionheart has seen in years, wants to quit. The team. Since when are you the quitting kind, Sammy? So recommends coaching the game. There are greater tragedies in the world, boy. Ah, you're just full of crap, aren't you? You're five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, and you got hardly a speck of athletic ability in your bones. 
And despite all of that, Sammy, you hung in with the best wizard football team in the land for the entire year. And you know something, Sammy? At the end of all your schooling, you're going to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Wizard Harvard. Look at me, Sammy. If there's one thing what groundskeeper Williams learned, it's that in this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone through through your entire life, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't never going to happen, Sammy. So why don't you leave? Why don't you go quit? Hell, I've seen too many games in your stadium. I've never even seen a game from the stands. Yeah, bet you didn't know that old groundskeeper William used to play for Lionheart. And he rode the bench for two years. I mean, I thought I wasn't being played because of the fact that I'm Scottish and not a wizard and also wasn't a student. And during that time, I... I got filled up with a lot of attitude, Sammy. So I quit. I quit. And still, not a week goes by that old Willie doesn't regret it. And I guarantee, a week won't go by in your life where you won't regret walking out, letting them get the best of you. You hear me clear enough, boyo? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So what are you going to do? Seems to me you've got two choices. You can man up and go and fight for everything you've got. Fight for that bronze falcon and fight for that victory. Or you can quit. What's it going to be? I can do this. I can do this. Oh God, oh God, this is a mistake. It's a mistake. A voice comes crying from down the hall and William and Sammy look over to see sad Tommy quite literally on fire running down the hallway. William turns around and grabs the hose and just blasts that boy with it. Just covers him head to toe in water, putting him out. Okay, that was bizarre. What what happened? Sammy asks as Sad Tommy pats away the last remaining embers on his body. Well, I, um, I, I, I got into an argument with, um, Barry Snakeman. I was just trying to move past him. I was trying to go back to the Lionheart's house, and, and so he set me on fire. He said, hey, if Greg Ginger can get away with it, I guess we can too, so... Hey, you look at me, Sammy says, grabbing Sad Tommy by the lapels, pulling him forward. You can't let him do that to you. Look at me. Since when were you ever the quitting kind, um, Sad Tommy? So you got set on fire by a man. There are greater tragedies in the... What was the next part? Uh, you call him a, you call him a little piece of crap and then you, you tell him to not quit. You're a piece of crap and you shouldn't, you shouldn't quit, is what it is, right? Don't quit. Yeah, don't quit. Look at me, sad Tommy. He may have gotten your gander today, and he may have set you on fire, but I believe in you, and one day I think that you could destroy the most powerful evil wizard of all time. Really? Yes, sad Tommy. 
Sammy stated, not believing a word he was saying in his head, but William's pep talk really got him hyped up. It was like drinking five gallons of coffee and three Red Bulls at once. Wow, I've never had anybody who believes in me before. Thanks. Thanks, Sammy. Here, here, um... How about this? I I saw you were collecting some of those cards from the Chocolate Frogs, so here, take mine. Okay. And with that, Sad Tommy hands over a small wizard card to Sammy Magic before rushing back to confront bad boy Barry Snakeman about his behavior. We're not going to follow that storyline, but I will let you know that he just absolutely gets beat up like it is not a fun time for sad tommy because in case you have not learned so far sad tommy's life is full of pain hey what's going on harmony exclaims rushing up seeing a floor full of water and bits of ember and burnt robes all around him oh um well it's a long story but basically i'm not quitting the football team Sad Tommy got set on fire, and now I've got a new wizard card for my collection. Oh, which one'd you get? Greg exclaims, rushing towards Sammy, pulling the card out of his hands and looking down to see the name. Nikki Flannel. I beg your pardon, what? Harmony exclaims in anger as she pulls the card out of Greg's hands before examining it violently. I have been reading... Every hour of every day of my entire vacation, and yet all of the answers we needed were just in a small little candy box. Awesome, excellent. I'm going to go rethink my entire life now. Well, what's it say? Greg exclaims as Sammy takes the card back and looks on the back to read the description. Nikki Flannel, one of the most historic wizards in all of Wizard Harvard, was a man cloaked in infamy. A close associate with the current president of wizardry, Alan Grumblebum, Nikki Flannel was most well-renowned for creating the Big Cool Rock, a mysterious rock that could turn metal into gold, create an elixir of life, make you really cool and good-looking. It Julianne Fries. it spoke French, it transported you to any Universal Studios resort of your choice. It is a very OP stone. Wow, that's a lot of information for one card. Sammy comments, looking down at that card, as Greg snatches it up and rushes over to Harmony. All right, we're going to go find more information on the big cool rock. You go get ready for the game. We'll see you tonight, Sammy. Greg attempts to grab Harmony by the arm and she shoves him away because gross. And they rush off to the library to attempt to learn more about Nikki Flannel's mysterious big cool rock. This mythical item that was so dangerous that it was being protected by a three-headed dog. This mystical artifact that so many individuals in the world were foaming at the mouth for their opportunity to get it. But Sammy couldn't think about that right now. Right now, Sammy had one thing on his mind. And that was good old wizard football, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Sammy rushed down to the field, and surprisingly, for the first half, Rickman played it pretty much down the center. The Lionhearts were facing off against the soft squad, who you might think would be a bit lackadaisical on the football field, maybe a little bit lazy in their techniques, but no, 
turns out the team of the soft squad were some of the most intimidating figures Sammy had ever seen. While they were, in fact, soft and cuddly off the field, they turned into beasts on the field, including their seeker, a man known as the Magnificent be an absolute hulk of a man who could ride the broomstick just as well as Sammy and break his in half without a single thought. Unfortunately, the first half did not go well for our heroes in the Lionhearts. They were being triumphantly trounced every single inch of the way. Sammy looked up in the stands to see Harmony and Greg looking down at him disappointed, and Sammy flew up and he nearly had the bronzed falcon in his hands when suddenly he's tackled out of the air by the magnificent bee who sends him flying to the earth. And right before the bee can grab that bronzed falcon, securing the game for the soft squad, Rickman blows the whistle. The first half of the game is over, and a very disappointed team of Dr. Touchdown, Sammy Magic, and the rest of the Lionhearts rush back into the locker rooms to regroup. Dr. Touchdown stares at his team, all of them looking distraught. He considers pulling out the old Michael's secret stuff routine he did a couple of seasons back that won them five games in a row, but unfortunately he knew that wasn't going to be enough. He needed a rally. Gentlemen, Dr. Touchdown begins, causing the entire locker room to stand up with a start staring at him. There's been a lot of talk about expectation lately. Expectation of what we should be able to do to win. People are expecting. People are expecting quite a bit. And you know something, despite everything I, uh, I see us wedding out there tonight. I've got no trouble seeing that. But that, that is not what I'm expecting. You see, I expect you boys to go out there and not take this team lightly because I promise you, second half they are going to come at you with everything they've got. I expect you boys to execute. Yes, sir! I expect you boys to play some wizard football. Yes, sir! Cool Brooms, Lionheart, can't lose. Can't lose! And with this rallying cry, the entire Lionheart team feels reinvigorated as they rush back out onto the field. But before Sammy could follow them, he's grabbed and pulled aside by Dr. Touchdown himself. You deserve this, Sammy. You understand me, right? Yes, sir. You earned this. The right to win. You put that in your head when you go out there. And you know something, Dr. Touchdown? You've earned it. The right to win. And with that, Sammy and Dr. Touchdown share a knowing smile before clasping arms like two knights readying to do battle in the medieval times. And they rush back out onto that field, and they prepare for the fight of their lives. Sammy rushes into the air and begins dipping, diving, and dodging all around the Magnificent Bee's attacks. You see, that's the one thing Sammy had on the Magnificent Bee. The man was a hulk. The man was a beast. But Sammy was faster, and Sammy was more clever than he could ever be in his entire life. 
Sammy looked back down onto the field and saw his team performing astoundingly, catching up to the soft squad score of 42 to 0. Sammy watched as the scoreboard climbed 42-7, 42-14, 42-17. The score rose higher and higher, and with each moment, Sammy's confidence grew and grew and grew. And then Sammy looked out to see his friends. He saw the bear. He saw Harmony. He saw Greg. He ran down the line of all of the Lionhearts, staring and cheering him on with pride. And then he saw groundskeeper William, a man who never went to see the games, a man who never saw the games from the stands. He finally came to those stands to watch Sammy Magic play, and Sammy Magic played. Unfortunately, as Sammy was looking at his adoring crowd, he looked forward and he saw the magnificent bee inches away from catching the bronzed falcon. Sammy leaned back on his broom and began to rush forward, not at the falcon, but at the magnificent bee. Sammy stood up on his broomstick, riding it, not unlike a surfboard, and as he came close to the bee, he leapt from his broomstick and hit a fantastic flying drop kick to the magnificent bee. And then, in one deft maneuver, Sammy placed a hand on the bee's broomstick before flipping back around in a beautiful acrobatic routine and catching the bronzed falcon in his hands. The crowd was in stunned silence as Sammy Magic did it. Sammy Magic won. They looked up. Even Rickman himself knew there was no defeating Sammy Magic in the game of catching a a bird. Oh man, this had some real momentum, and then I realized all he had to do was catch a bird. And they all look up to see Sammy Magic, one hand with the falcon, and the other hand holding on to the magnificent bee who looks up at him with a smile and says, Good game. Sammy rides back down to the ground where the Lionhearts welcome him with open arms. Heck, even the soft squad welcome them, but let's be honest, it's the soft squad. They probably wouldn't have been upset if they had lost, if they had won. I don't think it really matters. There's a great British Bake Off marathon that night, so that's kind of what they were really focusing on. But Sammy smiles as he looks up, and he sees the standings of the houses in the House Cup, and he sees as Lionheart raises to the top of that board, and then he looks down to see Rickman grimacing at him. Sammy gives him a sly smile and a big thumbs up as Rickman, with a turn of his cape, turns and goes off into the Forbidden Forest. Sammy stares at him as he calls over Harmony and Greg, who ask him what's going on. Well, now that the sports are out of the way, I guess it's time to get back to the plot. Thank you for listening to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic. And an extra thank you goes to all the people who helped this show happen on our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash a load of BS to support the entire BS network and all of its productions. 
Additional thanks to Umbria for our music and to Orion Ibert from the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art. As always, make sure to go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick up some Sammy Magic merch. All of the proceeds from our merch go to trans and POC charities. Every single little bit can help. And let me end by reminding you that the many adventures of Sammy Magic are a work of complete and total parody. Which means... You can't sue me.